the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. I am just really happy to be with you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about when you pray for healing, you can pray with confidence. And this is another article or service from Rick Warren. Uh, He does this, um, and I love what he talks about. I love how he presents things. I just love his presentation on on real-life things that are happening right here, right now. And I really want us to be thinking about this because how many of us know somebody that needs healing? And and when we get asked to pray for healing, do we believe that this person's going to be healed? Are we called to pray for healing? And the answer is yes. So I'm just going to get right into this, okay? This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, his will, he hears us. That's 1 John 5.14. Why doesn't God heal everyone that asks him for it? Isn't that a very good question? My father died of cancer, and I asked that question. He was only 60 years old. And I asked, why, why my dad? Why? Why, God? Why? And I didn't understand. And even to this moment, I don't understand everything. And I'm hoping that when I reach the pearly gates, when I get to heaven, maybe it won't even be a question that I'll want to ask, but maybe it will. And I'm hoping that if it still is a question that I want to ask and have answered, that if I ask it, I will get the answer. Maybe it won't even be important at that time. I don't know. I won't know till I get there. But why doesn't God heal everyone that asks him for it? When you pray and ask for God's healing, you can trust that he'll hear and answer you. But he may not answer in the way you hope. He won't give you something against his will. God always wants what's best for you. And the best thing may be to use an illness in ways you did not expect. Now, I'm thinking of a friend of mine, Larry, right now, whose wife died of cancer. And when we love somebody, we absolutely do not want that person to leave us. We don't. I also have another friend whose wife died. And he tells me that the most ginger, the most special moments of his life was in caring for his wife during those times. He didn't leave her side. He was there to take care and nurse and and just be there. And he just says that it's the most special moments ever. There's many other people that have gone through this situation and or are going through this situation or will go through this situation. Does it bring hope? Does it bring peace, comfort, even joy to know that other people get through this and it was a special time? 
everybody has to go through things in their own way and in their own time, right? We can't judge somebody else by where they are in the process or or what's going on. And, and this is health issues. There's also those people that I know and you know that are going through emotional healing, emotional trauma, crisis in emotional times, divorce. Divorce is an emotional Really tough situation. It's they, God calls it tearing of the flesh, and it truly is tearing of the flesh to become one. So when you separate that, it's one becoming two. And not only that, is it doesn't just affect the two. It's a ripple effect, and it affects generation to generation, and it affects the children and the children's children and the friends and the friends have to choose or feel like they have to choose between the husband or the wife and who am I going to be friends with and who am I not and how do I juggle and how do I it affects everybody concerned with that relationship so that's healing too isn't it can we pray for that for marriages to be healed of course we can sometimes God uses sickness to get your attention and redirect you He may have to lay you flat on your back in order to get you to look up to him. Proverbs 2030 says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Most of us could give a story of how it took a painful experience to make us change our ways. Sometimes it takes things coming at us and we realize that maybe we can't even speak God's words because of the hypocrisy of maybe the life we're living that we can't speak truth because who are you to speak truth when you're not living this life that God wants you to live even though you know that the blessing comes from obedience even if you know that that's the right thing to do it's tough times Sometimes God allows a sickness to be a testimony for others. He knows he can trust you with an illness, and he knows you'll be a good example to other people, particularly unbelievers. How many people know of a story of somebody, and you just can't believe their attitude, even during this time, knowing that they are not going to be here much longer? But the way they choose to live their life is a testimony, and the way they speak and still care about other people. I have somebody that's worked with me for many years, and found out that she's got a a cancer that is not curable, and she's stage four. What do you say to somebody like that, that is going through something like that? And how do you help, and what do you do? And what's the answer? I mean, God, what are you doing in this situation? There's children, and there's grandchildren, and I mean, what is happening here? And we don't have the answers, do we? We don't know what God's doing we don't know. Paul says in Philippians 1.12, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Paul was sick and in prison when he wrote that, testifying to how God used his circumstances to spread the good news. The greatest witness you will ever have is your example of the way you handle pain. Okay, side note. In any circumstance that we have pain, how are we handling it? We need to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? And are we praying in the situation? Are we revealing his truth? Are we revealing his 
our faith in him. In my own life, God has used my deepest moments of pain as a witness to my neighbors and the world. When you respond to pressure and pain in a way that points people back to God, it brings glory to him. So ask yourself this. How are you dealing with what you're dealing with now? What is your attitude? Are you, are you showing God's presence? Are you showing God's love during the situation? Just COVID, let's just take that. How are you reacting, responding to your personal situation in this tough time? You know that there's people looking at you, your children. They're putting their trust and their faith and their protection in your hands. Are you speaking gloom and doom in front of them? If you are, check yourself at the door. And, and change what you're doing there because they need security. We all do. We need to p- feel secure in our relationships. We need to feel secure in our relationship here and our relationship parallel and horizontal, don't we? And as a parent, we need to show strength, faith, humbleness, yes, vulnerability, yes, But they look up to you to be the strength. You're the closest thing to what they're going to understand is God. So how are you doing, parents? How are you doing in that department right now? Are you having those tough conversations with your significant other? Or are you in the earshot of your children? They hear everything you know. They don't miss it. They don't miss anything. So that was from the Holy Spirit, and that's... uh, something very important to take into consideration in any conversation you're having. If there's an adult conversation, have it with adults, not children. Sometimes God allows a sickness to take a person into eternity, a sickness unto death. Hebrews 9.27 says, Everyone must die once, and after that, be judged. If you could be healed of every illness just by having enough faith, then if you had enough faith, you might never die. That certainly isn't God's will. When you are sick, you can pray and ask God in confidence for healing. Why should you have confidence? Scripture 514. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's a scripture to lean on. I would underline anything according to his will. That's the underline. According to his will. How do we know what his will is? That's right. When you pray in God's will, he always hears you. His answer may not come through the method or in the timing you want, but his answer is always for good and for his glory. Something that came to mind right now, because I always like to interject stories that have talk, taught me lessons, you know, times that were tough for me, where I can uh, explain maybe how God showed himself during a time in which this affected me. And I had a horse accident. Some of you that have listened any length of time know that I had a horse ex- accident. You know that I uh, compete in dance and that I'm very physical and active. And I have a lot of years left according to my plan. (laughs) And during this time, uh, when I 
was uh, bucked off of my horse, and I shattered my leg in a, a whole bunch of pieces and had to have many hours of surgery with two surgeons and a metal plate and 10 pins put on my leg. And I had them in until just this last year. I had the, uh, the metal plate taken out and the pins taken out just this last year. And uh, it was in there since 2011. And I had it taken out because it started hurting me. Before that, I didn't even know it was there. I, uh, I didn't feel it except for when I tried to pull my boot off. And um, I could feel the pins and, and the plate when I was trying to pull my boot off. So I was very careful in that, in that time. But during that time, I had some listeners that said that if you were really living a godly life, God wouldn't allow you to have a broken anything. And I had to search scripture on that because I felt judged and I felt like, wow, what am I doing wrong? And um, I had to really search that. And what I realized is that God's will, sometimes he'll allow things to happen. I mean, he didn't force me to get on that horse. He didn't force me to get on that horse. Um, I got on that horse of my own free will, and it wasn't the best choice at the time looking back, Um, but I did, and the horse bucked me, and I shattered my leg and took a long time to repair, and I'm still not, you know, it's like um, I I like to say I'm I'm getting better every day, and, and that's my belief, and that's my faith. But, you know, I mean, when you shatter your leg, you shatter your leg and you put, you know, foreign objects in your leg. Obviously, there's issues. <laughs> there's just issues. Although I feel like it's turned out really well. And I thank my Heavenly Father for my healing and, and the years that I've had to still dance and enjoy life um, as I have. If you're tuning in right now and it's your first time, I just want to welcome you to the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I'd love for you to go there and connect with me. And this show goes from all the way from San Diego, all the way up to San Luis Obispo and E. coli termite and pest control services, those same areas. So I think it's really kind of interesting that the radio show and E. coli both uh, service the same areas. And I I think that's wonderful. But with the Internet, uh, there's people in France all over the place that are listening to the show at their leisure when they want by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, when we're .com. That website is uh, available to anyone and everyone, and you can go there and you can get some things for free, and you can have access to podcasts for 11 years of podcasts, which just is amazing to me. So go there and connect with me. And um, I just love to hear from you. So go there, connect with me, tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me what the Lord has taught you, the life lessons you've had. And if you want to be on my show, I welcome you. I would love to hear from you. Um, I, would, I think we all learn from each other's stories. We don't all have to go through every single bump in the road ourselves. We can learn from other people's bumps in the roads and other people's lessons. And I think that's a good thing. I would much rather do that than have to face it myself. Uh, sometimes I'm, um, you know, I need to face it myself because I need that lesson to be driven home and that's okay too. But we need to understand it is okay to pray to our heavenly father for healing. And we don't know the outcome, but that doesn't mean we have to change how we pray. We have to pray and believe that in God's will, we're praying for the right things. Okay. So I'm hoping that's helpful. Because I don't believe that God wants bad things to happen to us. He allows things to happen because of his good, for his glory. And we need to understand that. In anything in life, I would say this is the golden nugget for this show, is that anything in this life 
It's how we address the situation and um, our attitude. It's our attitude in the situation. And we can be the victim or we can be the victor. And it's up to us to decide which road or which path we're going to choose. You know, I have people working for me and sometimes woe is me. I have a ministry home and I have moms and woe is me or they're going to get their act together and they're going to go back on their feet for their sake and for the children's sake. And it's up to each person to decide because we have freedom of choice, don't we, to choose which road we're going to choose. And it's a it's a journey. It's a journey. And I loved it when I realized that I don't have to fix everything today. It's a journey. And we're on this journey together. And it's a wonderful journey. And even in sickness, even in pain, even when we need healing and we need to be corrected in some way, it's okay. In fact, it's a good thing. And I'm hoping and praying that search me and know me, O God, because I want God to reveal to me. I asked my sister to give me a blind spot, and she did. I accepted it, and I, and I responded saying, yep, I, I totally get that. And it was difficult for her to deliver this message because she loves me so much. But she loves me enough to be able to deliver that message. Because you can hang with people that are going to tell you what you want to hear, but I want to hang with people that are going to tell me what I need to hear. And you should too. And I'm just saying, ask people, the people that are closest to you, ask them to show you a blind spot. Because I'm going to be a better person if I actually listen to her and I make a change. And she has total confidence, which makes me cry. Because her delivery of the message is, I love you so much, and I know you, and I know that if you receive this message, that you're going to make a change, and it's going to be a great change, and you're going to be so much bigger and better than you were before. And the only reason I want to deliver this is not at all to harm you, but to make you bigger and better like you want. You've desired it, and you asked me for it, I'm giving it to you. And I thank you, Darcy, for thinking about it, thinking about your presentation on how you were going to deliver the message. And out of love, I thank you for delivering the message to me. And uh, I'm working on it. So let me know what you see is progress. And uh, that's a message right there to the listeners, too. Because don't we all want to be better today than we were tomorrow, yesterday? And don't we want to be better tomorrow than we are today? I hope so. I hope so. For yourself, for those that you are leading, for those of you that are watching you, watching how you respond and react, and parents for your children's sake. Always be learning. Always be vulnerable enough and humble enough to receive. And just know they're looking at you. They're watching you. Their ears are listening. Their eyes are watching your every move. They're listening to your every word. So if you speak words that are not something that the Lord would want you to speak, then I caution you, caution you, extreme caution, to look around before you open your mouth. To look around at who's listening. They might be right around or you're on the phone. When you're on the phone, listen, people, when you are talking on the phone, you need to say who's in the car with you. You need to ask before you start having this adult conversation. You need to protect those that could be on the other side because you can't see them. You don't know they're there. And maybe the parent is not even cohesive enough to say, I've got a child in the car. And I think it's important that we know who's listening. I'm, I'm making that a personal note for me that I'm asking who's in the car with you right now or who, who's in earshot of our conversation right now because I don't want what I have to say right now. And not because I'm saying something vulgar 
or anything, just because I want to be careful about the message. If I'm talking about politics, if I'm talking about COVID, if I'm talking about a concern I'm having, I don't want to stir this concern and fear. Our children are also, they're so fearful already. Please, let's protect them. Let's guard them moving forward. And this wasn't part of my message, but for some reason, I feel so strongly right now that our children need us to protect them. So please, please, please hear me. Hear the Lord because he's speaking through me because I ask him to do that. And this is from the Lord. Come to me as children, he says. Our children are so vulnerable and they're so moldable and they need us. They need us to protect them from everything and anything. And there's so much coming out of us as adults. Can you imagine how that is for them? Just think about it. Think about us as adults. There's more than I can handle. Can you imagine our children? not being able to go to school. Everything's changing for them. Their lives are changing even more than ours. It's crazy. So now with all of that, let's get into five ways to relax in God's grace. Are you ready to relax a little bit? Take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay. Okay. So be careful that no one fails to receive God's grace. Hebrews 12, 15. How do you learn to R-E-L-A-X in the liberating grace of God. So the R for acronyms, I love acronyms. They're so helpful. R, realize nobody, not you, not me, nobody is perfect. Psalm one nineteen ninety six is a verse directed toward God, and it declares nothing is perfect except your words. What society tells you isn't perfect. What popular opinion tells you isn't perfect. What you learned growing up isn't perfect, but God's word is perfect. When you get in the Bible and build your life on it, you will have a perfect foundation. E, enjoy God's unconditional love. The Bible says, see how very much our heavenly father loves us, for he allows us to be called his children. Think of it. And we really are. We are his children. First John 3, 1. When you become a follower of Christ, you take on a role of service to him. But you're more than a servant. The Bible says you become a child of the king. A servant is accepted on the basis of what he does. A child is accepted on the basis of who he is. A servant starts the day anxious and worried that her work will please her master. A child rests in the secure love of her family. Do you hear that? Secure love of her family. A servant is accepted because of his workmanship. A child is accepted because of his or her relationship. L, let God handle things. What do you do about the uncontrollable things of life? Cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. When you're fishing and you cast a line, there comes a point where you have to take your finger off the button and let it go. Just like the essence of casting is letting go, to overcome perfectionism, you have to let go and let God do his work. So we're going to be back with part two of the Sue Freeze show. Please stay tuned for part two to get the rest of this acronym. 
God bless you. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to suefreeze.com. That's suefries.com. suefreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk with you. I have been through the School of Hard Knocks on advertising, and I can tell you I could help you in this. So if you're a business and you're in one area, let's say San Diego or just in Ventura, we can we can schedule to where your commercial would go just in the area in which you service because you don't want to exceed your area of limitation. So you want to only service and talk to the customers that potentially could be customers for you. And I can talk to you about that and we can make that happen. Just get a hold of me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com, and I'll be happy to explain and help any way I can to get you on the radio and see. Just see if this might be potentially a good form for you to get more customers. All right. If you'd like to uh, be on the show, if you'd like to tell your story and share it so other people can learn and and get inspired and uh, encouraged, then I'd love to hear from you. Again, go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com, and I'd love to talk with you about that. Anything that's going on in your life, if you need prayer, I want to say hi to Randy. Uh, just anything that you need, I would love to hear from you so that we can just grow in this journey together. I would love that. So before we went to break, we talked about relax because we do need to learn how to relax. And the acronym, you're going to have to rewind if you want to hear the first half that had the the R and the E, Um, but we're on A. So the acronym RELAX 
The A stands for Act in Faith, Not Fear. I mentioned to somebody last week that the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. It was with my sister-in-law, Leanne, and I told her that. She was, oh, I got to write that down. False evidence appearing real. Isn't that what fear is? Thank you so much for that. Uh, remember how you got into God's family in the first place. Ephesians 2.8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, NIV. Grace is the only way to get into heaven. It's not how much you do. You'll never be good enough, and you can't buy your way in. It's a free gift from God. I love that. There's some religions that say it's what you do. You know, you work your way into heaven and you don't. It's by grace. It's God's grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. That is the acronym for grace. That was just in my head and I just wanted to share that with you. So X for relax, exchange your perfectionism for God's peace. Perfectionism destroys peace. Those of you that feel like you're a perfectionist, you know what I'm talking about right now. I have fought this. People say, you're such a perfectionist. I said, no, I just strive for excellence. There's a difference. Because I know I will never arrive. I'm never going to be perfect. I don't have holes in my hands. Jesus is the only one perfect. We are not. So if you think you are, you're not. News. News flash, right? Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, are you tired Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What a deal. Perfectionism destroys peace. Jesus says in Matthew, are you tired, worn out? Yes. You're going to fail a lot in life, but you don't have to worry about it. If you've received God's grace, in fact, there's only one failure you ever need to worry about. What's that? Be careful that no one fails to receive God's grace. Receive it right now and then relax. So let me ask you, do you believe that you have received God's grace? Do you understand that you can't earn your way into heaven? You can't earn your way. You can't pay your way in. You can't earn your, you can't work it to get there. It's receiving God's grace. It's receiving God's riches at Jesus' expense. Do you understand that's for you? It took a lot for me to understand that I was worthy enough to receive his grace. And sometimes I think people, they can forgive others, but they have trouble forgiving themselves. And if that's you right now, first of all, you need to forgive others because in the measure you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. In the measure you judge, you too shall be judged. So if you have unforgiveness in your heart, this is a good time to check yourself at the door and take time to pull away with whatever you're doing. Pull away from anything. And you've got the face of the person that you're unforgiving. You've got the experience that you lived over in your mind like a hundred times. It's not affecting the other person. Did you realize that? It's not affecting them. It's only affecting you. It's only affecting you. So now's the time, okay? You need to forgive that person. Not because they deserve it or they've earned it, because you need to be released from this bondage you're in. You need, for you, you need to release it. 
Okay, just understand this. It took a lot for me to get this. But once I did, oh, my word, it was such a relief and such a, you know, weight that's lifted. You're not carrying that baggage with you anymore. You can let it go and let God. But then there's another part to this. And this is the part that took even longer for me to understand. It's okay. I got the part. I had to forgive them, even if they didn't deserve it. But then I had to take the time to forgive me for making a wrong choice or doing something, you know, or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I had to take that time to forgive me. And the only way I really could do that is by understanding that he loved me enough to send his son for me in my place so that I could receive his grace. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. Understand that. Really get that in your heart and your soul and your mind and your body. Get it in there. And then receive it. And tears will flow. When you totally understand this, I'm telling you, you will be freed from bondage. And you'll be freed to be able to to do what God created you to do, to give you the purpose that God created you for. And you will be able to move forward in that. Whew. Wow. Talk about freedom. Talk about being freed. It's amazing. God wants that for you. I want that for you. But more importantly, God wants that for you. So badly he wants that for you. You're going to fail a lot in life, but you don't have to worry about it. If you've received God's grace, in fact, there's only one failure you'll ever need to worry about. I know I said this, but I want to say it again. Be careful that no one fails to receive God's grace. Is it you? Have you failed to receive God's grace? Hebrews twelve fifteen. that's the scripture. You need to release it. You need to let go of it and believe God loves you, that you're worthy of his, his grace, that you're worthy of his love. I'm hoping you're doing that right now. I'm feeling that it's being shed. I'm feeling there's people that are doing this right now. And I just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the freedom of the bondage, to be freed of this baggage. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. Now, caution. Don't know where the scripture is, but it says something about when you get something released from you that you need to fill it with something else. Or it comes back seven times more. So you need to make sure that whatever you're releasing, whatever you're getting rid of, whatever's going out of you, that root that you're pulling out, the root, you need to fill that with something else. And it better be good, okay? So one thing you can do is start reading the I am's. Fill your mind. Transformation happens by the renewing of your mind. On my Sue Freeze page, suefreeze.com. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and get the three or four pages of I am's. I took the time to put it together, and it's there for you, no cost. Okay, go there, print them out, and read them every morning and every night. And I tell you, you will change. Your life will change. Your thinking will change. And you're going to replace that, what you've gotten rid of, with something that's so much better that you're going to be able to just feel his presence in you. Victory is yours. In Jesus' name, victory is yours. You are victorious. You are a child of God. In these scriptures, it says, I am a child of God. You're going to start saying that until you believe it. 
I am victorious. You're going to start saying that until you believe it. It's that simple. It's really not difficult. But we change. Our life changes by habits that we do. And our habits that we do every day is what changes our life, the quality of our life, our mentality of how we feel about money, how we believe about money, what we think about marriage, what we think about relationships, what we think about our Heavenly Father, what we think about sickness and prayer. These things change. And when we change them for the better, our life is enhanced and we have a better quality of life. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a better quality of life? Who? I do. Do you? How to receive the grace to keep going through troubles. Look, our troubles are not going to end today, okay? We can get through this one and there's another one coming. You know that, right? You know that troubles come and troubles go. And if we didn't have our lows, we wouldn't appreciate our highs. So understand they're coming. You can expect them if you want to. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Corinthians 12, 8, 9. Are you feeling weak right now? What do you do when you can't fix a problem, solve a riddle, change a circumstance or control a hurt? You throw yourself in the sustaining grace of God. I'm there right now. I'm there right now. I am at his feet. I am wanting him to just show me the way, the path. I want to do what he wants me to do. I don't want to go down my own way. How about you? It's a decision you make. It's a choice you make. He offers you the kind of grace you need to keep going in spite of temptations, trials, tension, tiredness, and troubles. To accept his grace, do these four things. Cry out for God's help. Cry out for God's help. When you pretend to be self-sufficient, you short-circuit God's power in your life. You need to admit your inadequacy and say, God, I can't handle this. The Bible says God is against the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So give yourself completely to God. Come near to God and God will come near to you. Thank you, Jesus. James 4, 6, 8. Fill your mind with God's word. Let God's word comfort strengthen, fill, soothe, and energize you to keep going. Get into it every single day of your life. The psalmist prayed, I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word, Psalm 119. If you could find the solution within yourself, you'd already be changed. You need to look to God. He's the only one with sustaining strength. Listen, I'm beating myself up right now because I don't feel like I'm in the word enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing enough. Okay, and it's okay that I'm doing that as long as it causes me to get in more. If it's just to beat me up, then it's just beating me up. I'm just having a I'm just having a an internal fight. Okay, but it's not changing. If I have this internal thing saying, gosh, I need to do more here and it causes me to do more here, then that's not a bad thing. Accept support from God's people. The Bible says that by helping each other with our troubles, we obey the law of Christ, which is love your neighbor as yourself. It's number two. God never meant for you to go through life on your own. Our weaknesses help us realize how much we need each other. You need to accept support from God's people. You know, I have a hard time asking for help. I do. 
because I feel there's so many people that think I just got the answer. I just have the answers. But, you know, I don't always have the answer. I'm praying for the answer, and I'm looking for the answer, and I'm researching and trying to get all my facts so that I can hopefully determine the best way to go. But I don't always have the answer. So, for instance, right now I'm interviewing for a position at Ecola, and I've asked my key staff, I said, look, I don't want to make this decision on my own. I want to have my key staff because we're all going to be working together here, and I want to make sure I'm building a team. And I'm asking for help. I'm asking for help. And everybody was so willing to say, yeah, even on a Saturday, to come in and have this conversation so that we can make sure that the decisions we're making are going to be the best ones for Ecola. But I had to ask for help. And I wasn't sure if they were going to give up a couple hours on their Saturday. But they all, without hesitation, said, yes, I'll be there. And I went, gosh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hold on to God's promises. There are around 5,500 of them in the Bible waiting to be claimed. Here's one of them. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 29, 31. That scripture keeps coming up. Every week it keeps coming up. And I'm, I must need to hear this scripture over and over again. How about you? And I love, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Man, that is, whew, that gives me encouragement, gives me strength and a visual. I'm a visual person and it's just, it's very visual for me. And I can, I, I can get into it. And I love that. Keep your hope in the Lord and your eyes focused on the hope of heaven, not just on the here and now, the hope of heaven. The Bible says three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Is his grace sufficient for you? Is his power made perfect in your weakness? When you're going through a problem you can't fix, don't give up. Just look up. Don't give up. Just look up. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Understand that God is on your side. Thank you, Rick Warren, for these. I'm just so thankful for Rick Warren and him, his devotion to be able to uh, share these things with us. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Philippians 2.13. Do you believe that God is working in you and that he's given you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do you believe that? That's a scripture to memorize. That's a scripture to memorize right there. Philippians 2.13. Okay. Philippians 4.4 4 is rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And the Lord always rejoice, right? And then after that, it says, and don't be, do not be anxious in anything, but in prayer. That's 4.6. So now I, I, need to, I need to roll back just a little bit earlier and memorize this one, Philippians 2.13. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power, not just the desire, but the power to do what pleases him, what you were created for. Not all of us understand our purpose here on this earth. Maybe that's you. God is working in you. 
no matter what you're going to face this next week. You won't face it alone. God is with you. He's in you and he is for you. Believe it. Philippians 2.13. We already said, and I'm not going to say it again, but I think it's a scripture worth memorizing. Do you believe God is working in you? The word working in Greek is the word energos, from which we get our word energy. God is the energy driver in your life. You're not just going on willpower. You're not just going on your own power. God says he will give you the power you need, no matter what you're facing. I needed to hear that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No matter what I'm facing, he is going to give me the power that I need to get through what I need to get through whatever I'm facing, and he is doing the same for you. You have a choice. You can ask him to be there with you or Jesus, I'll take the wheel right now. You know, I got this one. It never works for me. Every time I try to take the wheel, I end up giving it back anyway, but I go through more issues instead of just giving it to him. Not only is he in you, he also is with you. The Bible says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. On that day, you will realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. John 14, 18. That's quite a promise. The Bible says Christ is in you. You're sheltered with Christ and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. That means for the devil to get to you, he's got to get through the Trinity. Some religions don't believe in all this, so understand, this is Christian. This is the Christian beliefs. That's pretty good protection and a great fear reliever. The Trinity, the three, not easily broken. Not only is God with you and in you, God is also for you. He created you. Of course he's for you. As a parent, aren't we for our children? Do we want to help them be all they can be? How much more does a God want? He wants that for us. He wants more than we could ever want for our children. He wants even bigger and more than that. How amazing is that? Oh, my gosh. I just get excited about that. Not only is God with you and in you, God is also for you. Romans 8.31. If God is for us, no one can defeat us. Even if you're feeling defeated right now, understand that he says, no, you're not. Victory is ours. Victory is ours, and we have to speak it loud and clear in Jesus' name. Jesus is where the power is. Do you realize that? In Jesus' name, victory is ours. When a shepherd leads the sheep, guard dogs stay at the back, nipping at the sheep to keep them moving in the right direction. Do you get the visual? The Bible says the guard dogs in your life are God's goodness and mercy. God gives you the things you don't deserve. That's his goodness. And he doesn't give you the things you do deserve. That is his mercy. Get up every morning and say, God, thank you that you're going to be with me today. You're going to be in me today. And you're going to be for me today. Can you do that? That's a great way to start the morning, isn't it? God, thank you. Thank you for being who you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done. Thank you for guiding me and helping me and giving me the discernment in my eyes, my ears, so I have ears to hear and I have eyes to see. Thank you, Jesus. Is that your prayer in the morning when you wake up? 
I hope so. Or something like that. It doesn't have to be that one. It's got to be something like that because, yeah, he wants to know. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. Isn't that great news? God is with you. God is in you. And God is for you. So I'm going to read from, again, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And here we go. Are you ready? Thank me for the conditions that are requiring you to be still. Do you not spoil these quiet hours by wishing them away, waiting impatiently to be active again? Some of the greatest works in my kingdom have been done from sick beds and prison cells. Instead of resenting the limitations of a weak, weakened body, Search for my way in the midst of these very circumstances. Limitations can be liberating when your strongest desire is living close to me. Quietness and trust enhance your awareness of my presence with you. Do not despise these simple ways of serving me. Although you feel cut off from the activity of the world, your quiet trust makes a powerful statement in spiritual realms. My strength and power show themselves most effective in weakness. I can't go into the scriptures that are listed here. You can buy the book. I hope you do. God bless you. Be a blessing each and every day and receive what God has for you, his forgiveness and his grace. Thank you. Bye. Ah, it's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.